Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is the place to be to become your calmest, happiest and most confident self. I'm Chloe Brotheridge, the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl, which is coming on the 2nd of May 2019. And today I'm talking to the incredible Christina Carlson. She is the founder and creative director of the global Swedish design and stationery business Kiki K., And you've probably seen their amazing products, really gorgeous notebooks and stationery. And she has 102 Kiki K stores worldwide. She's also a sought after speaker, a passionate learner, a self-improver, and she's a mother of two. And Christina has a big, crazy dream. She wants to inspire and empower 101 million people around the world, just like you, to write down three dreams and go and chase them. She's also the author of the brilliant book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, that helps you to do just that. So in this discussion, we talk about the most powerful questions that Christina asks people to help them to identify what their dreams are and to really think bigger and to explore what their dreams could be. We dig into what stops us from living our dreams. And let's face it, you know, there is a lot that stops us and gets in the way. So we really get into that. Christina tells us how she stays calm whilst living a very full life of traveling around the world and doing talks and um, working on her business. And she also shares her rather unusual motivational tool that really lit a fire under me and made me really determined to live my own dream life. And just to remind you that my new book, Brave New Girl, is going to be available soon and it's available to pre-order now on Amazon, on Audible and Waterstones and it's all about helping you to become your most confident self. If you're a people pleaser, if you've ever struggled with imposter syndrome, that's feeling like you're a fraud and you're about to get found out at any moment. If you struggle with your self-belief, if you struggle to ask for what you want or say no, then this book was absolutely written for you. So definitely check it out if that resonates. So let's get into the interview with Christina. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, Can you please tell us what it is that you do for people that maybe don't know and how you got to where you are today and how you came to write your amazing book? Yes, so I, um, I have a business called Kiki K and we inspire people to live their best life every day but we are also a retailer so we sell products that um, 
help people live their best life. So we have stores um, in five countries, being Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong, and the UK. We sell online to 147 countries, which fascinates me every time I wow. say that. Wow. <laughs> you know, amazing internet that you can sell things online. And um, I, uh, I started a business um, one morning at 3 a.m. I woke my partner Paul up and I asked him what am I going to do with my life for the fifth time that night, I think. And he said, why don't we write down what's important to you? So at 3 a.m. I wrote down that I wanted to drive to work every day and absolutely loving what I was doing. I wanted to have a business on my own. I wanted to have a connection with Sweden. This is my home country. And I wanted to um, work with Swedish design because that was my passion. And then I wanted to make $500 a week. So that was kind of my um, 3 a.m. list and that was my like first putting my dreams on paper and then because I wanted to have my own business I thought I'm going to start with setting up a beautiful home office I love beautiful things I like to be organized and inspired and I went out to buy some products and I just couldn't find anything and um, and then I um, I didn't get depressed that's not the right word but you know I was like this is boring and then I got super excited and I said to Paul I know exactly what I'm going to do I'm going to open beautiful Swedish design stores around the world in my favorite cities obviously being um, London, one of them, um, which we have stores in. Started my first store, opened 2001, so it's been quite a while and um, are now in five countries. But the reason why I um, decided to um, write my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, was because I do a lot of talks and I always have a handful of people coming up after asking where should I start or what's the next steps? And um, we do a lot of products uh, at Kiki K that um, help people live their best life. But there was never one product that had all my tools in one in one book. And, um, and I'm really passionate about um, dreaming because I think everything should start with dreaming because I think sometimes when you set goals, you actually just look at where you are today and, and stretch yourself a little bit, hopefully, if you're setting goals. But dreaming can take you into a completely different way of maybe completely change your life or completely look at different things that you might not have thought of because it feels maybe out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. uh, or it might feel that you are not um, the right person or, you know, sometimes we get get really influenced by peers or um, um, parents or, um, you know, social media whatever it is um so sometimes we go on the wrong path but we actually start dreaming and thinking if i could do anything with my life um that takes you into another direction so that's why i wrote the book because i feel like i wanted to um, share um the way i do dreaming and share the tools that i'm using amazing amazing and your book is incredibly inspiring every single page has got some just amazing you know, little message that you're not going to forget or, you know, a tool that you can use. And it just creates this structure around dreaming and getting you to open your mind to different possibilities and actually start to take some action on that. So I think it's amazing. Thank you. Um, I know you, one of the things you mentioned in the beginning of the book is is the power of putting pen to paper. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a bit and why, why is that so powerful for us? Well, I think first it's really good to get off our our devices a little bit um, but that's has nothing to do um, about it but I think that's one thing that it would be good to actually encourage people to um, put their phones away but there's a lot of research um, similar to actually meditation where you write things down you remember better and um, I encourage people to write down 
all of their dreams, regardless if they make them happen or not, and, um, and putting pen to paper, because um, there's some research done that you remember much more that you write down. You know how sometimes you write things on a to-do list and you actually don't even have to look at it because you know it. Um, and then, um, and then um, I think we, uh, we have so many thoughts a day, and if you are putting all your thoughts onto paper, you're more likely to remember them, because sometimes we have so many brilliant ideas, but then we get so busy. So putting pen to paper is something, obviously, I'm very passionate about, because that's something that we do at Kiki K, but it's also really good um, if you want to really live your best life. Because there is something about writing something physically and the physical action of writing that is mm. just not not quite the same if we write a note in our phone. No. And it's in black and white. It's a physical thing if it's written down in a notebook. So. Absolutely. And I think, that, you know, one of the things that I love, so, so obviously writing down things for yourself, but one of my things, well, there's two things that I really love um, about writing that has nothing to do with actually writing things, goals and dreams, but journaling your thoughts and your ideas and actually taking time to connect with yourself but do it on paper is a beautiful thing and another thing that I do and I often do when I travel and I spend a lot of time on planes and um, and um, and on, on my own um, in hotels or restaurants or whatever cafes or whatever it is and I often um, bring cards and I write cards um, when I travel and it's such a beautiful thing to do because you can take someone really quickly but actually write, taking the time to write a card or a letter is it's a gift for yourself, but also for the person who actually are very unlikely to get more than bills <laughs> and commercial things. Uh, so, um, so I do really love um, taking the time to, to, to write. That's so lovely. Yeah. I need to do more of that, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I did write a letter or a card to a friend recently and it made her cry. Mm. And yeah, it's always good when you make your friends cry Absolutely. for good reasons. And, you know, reasons. I think um, we often do at Kiki, we do um, cards that it's not just birth. I mean, we obviously do a lot of birthday cards, but you, sometimes just with a beautiful quote on it or a little saying or thank you for being you or whatever it is. And mm. it's so nice to do. And it's not just nice for the person. It's actually really nice to actually take time to think about that person. So it's a gift for both of you. So, yeah, I encourage people to write more cards for sure. Definitely. Such a good idea. Um, so for people listening who, who are thinking, I want to start dreaming now, I want to start dreaming, where can people start? What is the first kind of step to, to doing that? Yeah, so I, um, there's, a, there's a handful of questions that I think everyone should start with. And, um, and that is to, what would you do if you couldn't fail? I think so many of us um, think that they're not good enough or um, couldn't do things, but if you ask yourself, what would I do if I couldn't fail? What comes up in your mind and start writing it down? Whatever comes to mind. And uh, it's often things, for example, when I did that, um, and I, I do it all the time, but one thing that actually came up is that I would actually do more talking, do more podcasts, all those kind of things that that I actually sometimes don't enjoy as much um, but and maybe feel a little bit out of my comfort zone. But if I couldn't fail, I would do more of that. So sometimes when you ask yourself, what would I do if I couldn't fail? It will take you to places that you might not want to go because you're a little bit scared or, or feel anxious about. And I also ask a question, what would you do if you had all the money you needed? Because I think money often stops us to um, look at things that... Um, that do but you think you can't afford or or um, you you know you need to to work full time somewhere to do something so you don't have 
have time to do it. But if you had all the money in the world, what would you actually do with your life? And that often brings up dreams that you might um, might not otherwise write down. And then I often ask um, a question, what would I do if I have all the knowledge and the resources? Because I think sometimes we we think we have to be so good at everything before we start. And I think... Um, on my podcast, I had Gretchen Rubin, uh, who, who wrote The Happiness Project. Amazing. And um, she, we were talking on, on the podcast that she said to her, um, to her girls, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And mm-hmm. it's one thing that I have on my, um, on my vision board because it's such a good reminder that sometimes we can actually jump into things without being perfect at it. So um, asking that question, what would you do if you had all the knowledge and the resources? Because sometimes we, we might think that we have the, the knowledge but not you know, the tools, whatever they are, the computers or the, the tools to, to do whatever we want to do. <clears throat> so if you had that, what would you actually do with your life? And then I often ask also, what would you do if you had all the energy in, that you needed to do it? Because sometimes... I think that we um, we limit ourselves because we feel like we're tired or we're busy or whatever. But if you actually have all the energy and everything you needed to do, all your dreams, what would they be? And then start writing. And um, I, in my book, I have space for 101, but I think you can actually get much more than that. But some people feel really overwhelmed with the 101. But, but um, it's not about the amount. It's just really if you could do anything in your life, um, what would that be? And um, I always try to, in my book, I also talk about that life is short, that um, we sometimes are so, have such a full days or busy days that, um, that we forget to um, stop and really uh, think about what is important to me. And if I'll get, my dream is to live till I'm 120. <laughs> Good, so let's see. <laughs> One of my dreams in my, you know, out of my 101. Um, and even if I do get to live to I'm um, 120, I feel like life is short. So that reminds us to um, to um, to really think about what we want to do in life. And I love encouraging people to think about um, that life is short without having an illness or someone passing away or a breakup or whatever it is. Sometimes we need some crisis to actually really connect with mm-hmm. ourselves. But um, if we don't have that, let's uh, let's um, try to not get there and um, and think about what is important for us. And and um, if you were to live um, to 120, what do you want to fit in? And when you think about all that, um, there's even an exercise: how many months do you have to live? I've done this. <laughs> I've worked out. I've got 804. That oh. really made me think, mm-hmm. actually. So yeah, that really kind of because. I mean, we're in March. Today's the 1st of March where we're recording this. And January and February of 2019 have already gone by. And that's two of my 804 that are left. Um, It's quite... um, That did kind of light a fire under me, actually. It made me think. And isn't it... It's it's a lot of people... When I did the draft and I shared the book, there was mixed feelings about this exercise that I have um, in the book. And I encourage people to... um, to um, think about if they were to die in three years' time, what would you do differently today? Mm. Having the same health, assuming that. Uh, so this is just an exercise to make sure that we all understand that. I think we all know that we're going to die. So we all know that, but sometimes we kind of don't think about it. So my exercise in the book, Life is Short, is about thinking if you were to die in three years' time and you have the same health, 
what would you do differently? And it often um, gets you connected to your heart versus your head because sometimes we are so driven by our heads to fit in so much and there's so much amazing things. But um, if you were to die in three years, you often then think about the stuff that's really important that connects with your heart and that's often you know calling your parents more or spending more time with your loved ones kids or or um or whatever friends or you know you know sometimes taking the time to write a card or write or call someone or whatever it is so it's um it's a it's a good exercise to do and it's a it's a really reminder that at the end of our life we and only we ourselves had the choice to do what we wanted to do even though sometimes we think that we are stuck in a job or stuck in a certain country or whatever it is, if we have the freedom, in, and I'm assuming most of our listeners have the freedom to choose where we, where we, what we can do in our life, and um, it's such a good reminder to, um, to really make sure that you, you do everything, isn't it? It is oh kind of gosh. scary when you hear, hear the man's and it yeah. <laughs> reminds me, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's good. Yeah, and I think... It's so easy to just get caught up in the busyness of life. You get your head down. I've just got to get myself through this next few months. Mm. And suddenly six months have gone by and we don't, we put things off, don't yeah. we? And we don't, we don't allow ourselves to dream and, and to, to think bigger. And I love what you said about um, what would you do if you couldn't fail? Yeah. You know, so many of us, myself included, and also I think it's something that goes hand in hand with anxiety is this fear of failure fear of making a fool of yourself and so we don't even dare to think about what could be possible for mm. us because we just hold we just constrict ourselves and keep ourselves small yeah but you know it doesn't hurt to to think about it and no. just to open your mind and then who knows where that might lead after that yeah and I think also um It's not all. It's not all about doing more. It's also. It's all about doing what is right for you. Um, I'm, in my book, I reference Bonnie Ware's book, and I'm not sure if you read that. Yeah. Um, the Five Regrets of the Dying, mm-hmm. and the the most. So she was a palliative for those people who haven't read the book. Um, she was an Australian uh, palliative caretaker who interviewed people who were dying about their regrets in life, and. The most common regret, the number one, was that people, at, when they came to the end of their life, they wished they lived a life that was true to themselves. And, you know, if we are healthy and still um, have many years to go, it's amazing reminder that, um, that you really want to live a life that is true to yourself, whatever that is. It doesn't mean that you have to start a global business or write a book or or do more, it could be the absolute opposite, you know, spending mm. more time in nature. We talked about that earlier um, when we were having a conversation that, you know, the small things are often the ones that um, that is making the big things. You know, for me, that's like writing cards and, you know, um, going for walks and having my, I call my holy hour in the morning where I spend time just um, with myself. And um, things like that um, is as important as, as the big dreams. But um yeah, it's important to um, to make sure that we know that life is short. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's interesting to think about what is true for yourself because we can look at people on social media and think, I should be living a life like that. I should be having a big wedding. I should be having children. I should be doing these things. But actually, maybe those things aren't right for mm-hmm. us. Maybe we want a quieter life or a busier life or something that's different to other people around us. And actually getting clear on what... what we actually do want yeah I think it's really important and what is important to us yeah 
So the, hun- the 101 dreams that you um, encourage people to, to write in your, in your book, I've, I um, came to your book launch dinner, which yes. was amazing, with amazing, amazing people. Um, and at that event, you asked us to start to fill this in. And I've noticed that I have actually achieved a couple of them already. Yeah, beautiful. In a couple of months since, since then. Um, so why do you think it's important to write a big list of, of, of these? Why, do you, why 101? Well, it's really just to not limit our thinking. So if I had room for five, you would really struggle to put them in because you would think that it have to be the dreams. 101 dreams, you might not get to them all. Um, so it's more just to think really big and think outside the square and do as many as you possibly can. And it's small dreams, big dreams. Um, it, you know, there's also 101 people that you want to meet in the book, which I love. And people think that that's crazy to think about 101. But the more you actually, I feel like dreaming is similar to meditation. The more you meditate, the better you become at it. Okay. And dreaming is the same. So I, um, when I'm out and about and meet some incredible people, I always ask about their dreams. And then I get inspired and I add to mine. doesn't mean that I have to make and make them all come true because we might not all have time for that in our lifetime. But it's basically just to kind of say, well, if I could do anything, you know, if I couldn't fail what would I do? And then just start writing without constraint. Because I think if you just did 10 or 5 or whatever, then you would you would limit yourself. So that's more the, why I want to do it. And mm-hmm. also I think, um, as I said before, it doesn't have to all be big dreams. It could be the small dreams as well. So, so to not limit ourselves and really think about the small things as well as the big dreams. And um, I absolutely love I mean I just love in being that space because it means you don't have to make them happen if you don't want to like goals you often you know do a really um, structured way of you know when you want to achieve it etc dreaming first first step is just really to think about um, what do I want to do in my lifetime and what do I want to fit in it could be anything where do you want to live and where do you want to travel to and things you want to buy or give or help I mean it just could be endless um, so the 101, I feel like it's not really enough. Like, I have over 400 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I can, yeah, imagine how that just gives you the free reign to mm. just expand. Yeah. Get out of the box and get out of the normal way of thinking about things. Yeah. And just have fun with it and be creative and yeah. see what comes up. And you Abs- might surprise yourself by what you end up writing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in, in the end of the book, I encourage people to choose three dreams to kind of really, because, you know, one thing is to dream. You can dream all your life, but you actually want to make some of the dreams happen so then there's a process how to how to get to choosing three dreams and then and then do some actions on them because I think you know you can write them down but you need to take action on your dreams every single day to make them happen yes they're all important action yes can't just, <laughs> can't just uh, dream without action um got to actually take some steps to make it happen as well yeah are there is there anything else that you think gets in the way of people being able to dream or to go after the things that they want well I, I the most people that I that are struggling um that I meet to live their dream lives are actually the most clever people and the most clever people are the ones who were very good at school and um did really well in school got into really good schools and got into really good courses often I often meet doctors and lawyers um they're the most unhappy people 
and it's yeah. um, you know and this is just based on the people that I meet I'm not there's no there's no research behind this so I, I'm just this is just based on my own experience um, but especially lawyers where they are um, it's law seems to be a degree where people often go to because they have really good marks and it's a good school too and it's you know you can you can get into many different areas when you when you have studied law but then often that gets them into um, study for so long and doing really well with that and then um, then they feel like they need to do something they studied so long so now they need to get into to to practice it and um, and uh, they do and then they realize this is not for me because it might be um, that because they were really clever and they got into it or it might be also a parent thing often um, mm. often when they're so clever they don't want them to do something that is is not really a proper degree if if you will so um um i find that that is the most saddest part because um they are the ones who could they are you know they're so clever they could do anything in life and um and they've just gone to their gone to their um, wrong path and um to get people to really dream about what would they do if they couldn't fail um mm-hmm. then they think maybe maybe this is you know maybe my the ladder is on the wrong wall and they can rethink it so a lot of my clients are lawyers yeah. possibly because I work in the city but also I think because having an analytical mind that mm. makes you very good at being able to spot problems and you know think in that critical way means that you're more likely potentially to have anxiety which yeah. means you're more likely to maybe I don't know have constraints about yourself or question things yeah. or always spot the reasons something won't work yeah. rather than the reasons something could work. Yeah. And I also think that um, the people that I meet forget that they're actually in charge of their own life because um, it all depends on, of course, how, you, you know, how you've been brought up. But I think um, that sometimes we forget that only we, the, ourselves, are the ones who can um, change like you you could you could blame everything around you but in the end of the day you and only you can make a difference and I think sometimes we forget that we are in charge of our own life and you know we might have a great job and there might be you might be the number one supporter if you have a family or um, uh, whatever it is but in the end of the day it's um, it's your life and um, that's why I think um, doing an exercise on um, you know what you want to actually um, do in your lifetime is a really good one and dream your dream life what would that be if you could do anything and um, and um, yeah sometimes we forget that we are in charge yeah do, I mean do you think it's something about a sunken I think it's called a sunken cost oh I've spent 10 years in my law career and to leave it now will be such a waste yeah. even though I'm miserable I may as well continue for another 30 years yes and don't actually realize actually I think you mentioned in your book the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. So you may as well, Absolutely. you know, do something that you want to do. Absolutely. And I think that's so important because I think, why wouldn't you? Like, if you only have one life, what would you do? And sometimes that's that takes a little bit of time to work out the dream that they completely want to change. So sometimes having that search is actually positive things because you might try a few different things and say, no, that's not for me. Or, or you know, for me, like when I was trying to work out what I was going to do, I did a lot of. Um, free work for you know volunteer things just to kind of really get an understanding in but I do think that it's sad um, that not everyone love what they do even though it sometimes takes a bit of a um, tough road to get there sometimes um, 
it's um it's that challenge that really maybe you know sometimes we we do have crisis or we do come up with um things that will change our life dramatically and um and even though um, i think it's one of my friends said never waste a good crisis i think it was actually robin sharma who said it um Uh never waste a good crisis Um, so even if it's really tough going through it there are often always a silver lining This podcast is sponsored by Sweaty Betty. With beautiful and high-performance activewear from bum sculpting leggings to supportive sports bras, Sweaty Betty has you covered for every single sport. From the gym to the yoga studio to, let's face it, relaxing or working from home, you will often find me wearing my favourite activewear brand, Sweaty Betty. Their bum sculpting leggings have become my new favourites. I have to say, I feel really good in them. They just cut beautifully. And best of all, their leggings are built to last. They use high quality and durable fabrics. I actually have a pair of Sweaty Betty leggings from a couple of years ago that I still use and love. So Sweaty Betty are offering listeners 20% off when you enter the promo code KarmaU on their website. So you can head over to sweatybetty.com forward slash podcasts and enter the code KarmaU, that's C-A-L-M-E-R-Y-O-U, and you get 20% off. Definitely check out their stuff. I think you're going to love it. What would you say to someone that says, I don't have time? I don't have time to dream. I'm too busy. <laughs> too busy. <laughs> well, it's the same th- theme. Like, you know, you're in control of your 24 hours. We all have 24 hours. And um, uh, very, you know, for society, very successful or very um, well-known. And, um, you know, they often have time to exercise and they often have time to do the things. But in the end of the day, it's priorities. Um, you know, we can... Um, a lot of people actually tell me that they don't have time to read. Like, I'm a really big reader. And they always say, I don't know how you have time to read so many books. And I often say, well, give me your phone and I can tell you if you have time okay. or not. <laughs> because um, yeah. we spend so much time. Me not saying I'm perfect in any way. Um, I often spend way too much time on my phone than I like to. But there's also a lot of inspirational. So I'm not blaming the phone itself. It's more... Um, that sometimes we do things that it doesn't really add to your life. Um, um, but if people don't have time, um, it's really just looking at what you spend your time on, start tracking it and, um, and um, see if that's part of your dream life. And, um, and um, so many people that I get to meet is, um, is spending a lot of time on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's super inspiring in so many ways, but sometimes we spend too much time on it and it uh, doesn't give you more. And um, and um, I'm always I'm always fascinated reading comments on you know Facebook and Instagram and that people actually have time to to um, care so much about something that's so unimportant. If you find yourself doing things like that, maybe just ask yourself what would you what would you prefer doing? Um, and if you want to live your dream life, you have to remove some things. If you have a full life already, you need to start thinking about what's important to you. And I, uh, one of my practices is to get up early. It's, I'm not perfect in any way, and I constantly travel, so I'm very jet-lagged often, so it doesn't always work depending on what time zone I am in. But, um, but I have my what I call a holy hour. Uh, so my ideal morning will start at 5, and it doesn't always... I don't always do it, but if my ideal day will start at 5, and I, I do some writing, so I do unconscious writing for three pages, um, and that's often things that are... Um, bothering me or if I have a, a, a something that I need to solve a problem or um, a challenge of some sort I write about it and I then um, throw it away and I um, so it's my journaling three pages 
I, being a Swedish person, I often sit in front of the fireplace. I often just burn it. But it doesn't matter what you do with it. But the reason why I throw it away is because I don't want to censor my writing. So it's really whatever. So if uh, if people are listening here um, are anxious about something, you know, write about it and then throw it away. It's a really good way of getting things out of my body. That's mm-hmm. how I think I didn't burn out. A lot of people ask me, how did you not burn out doing um, you know the startup and the amount of hours and the crazy thing that we had to do um, I think I always come back I think it's journaling because I never sat with things I always wrote and sometimes it was about the same issue for maybe three weeks but I just kept writing about it writing about it and lots of good ideas came up and then I have another journal that I save and that's all my good ideas and all my mm. um, you know things that I want to keep but just that unconscious writing is um, has been super super helpful for me and um, and then I uh, do not some normal journaling because often after that journaling I often have lots of ideas and then you know so much to be grateful for and all those kind of things dreams quotes thoughts whatever in my journal my normal journal and then after that I do some learning so I read every morning or I um, listen to a podcast and then I meditate as well for 20 minutes and at 6 a.m. I go for some kind of walk or, or uh, the gym or um, um, exercise, whatever, mm-hmm. yoga, whatever it is. Um, depends on where I am and the weather and so I break it up. Um, by the time I'm home at 7, um, I had two hours for myself and I have young kids. So um, for me, that's I love my own t- spend time by myself. Mm-hmm. So that is just amazing to come back at seven I feel like I can give to the family I can give to work and I felt like I had that time for me so for those people who do not have time to actually have some time to reflect and getting up a little bit earlier is, is a good way to start and when you start reflecting and start thinking and writing and and having time without being connected to the world um, you come up with lots of ideas and um, that is important to you and then you start removing the things that is not important that's my experience anyway. I love that. I, I went through a phase of waking up at five when I was jet lagged. Yeah. I'd come from the east to yeah. west. So I was waking up really early. And I was feeling yeah. great about it. Yeah. And I did it for about two weeks. Two, Time to get to bed. Well, it, it depends on, but um, I'm often in bed by nine o'clock. So I am, uh, you know, we were talking earlier um, in a different conversation where um, the joy of missing out, like, you, you know, people have FOMO, the fear of missing out. And I have, I, I love being home at night. Um, uh, I, uh, I've done a lot of functions and things in my life. And um, although I enjoy so many of them still, I don't have to go to everything. And I actually love my own space and I love reading. And the morning has got me um, so excited that I wanted to go to bed early because I love getting up because it just feels so good. And I try to always, when I travel, to make sure that I always see sunrise in a new city. And it's so nice to be and often it's cities because I often seem to be traveling a lot to cities when you work um, but it's so beautiful so you know I, I bring my kids often when I travel especially my son Axel and as uh, so he's 10 and um, and we always make sure that we see the sunrise and it's beautiful to go and work out where is the best spot to see the sunrise in the morning and um, and having that time is just amazing. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be five. It doesn't have to be six. It could be a holy hour at night. It doesn't really matter. It's more about just having that space for you and disconnect or reconnect yourself. So it's kind of the perfect solution for people that don't have time. Get up earlier. Yes. Don't go on your phone. Yeah. Imagine how much time. Yeah. We and don't it's have. so, like, it feels because no one else interrupts you as well. You know, um, I don't have um, the kids interrupting in the morning because they're not up at five. And, um, 
and there is no people who is ringing you or um, you know you, you can spend time on the emails of course you can spend time on that 24/7 in social media but I, I don't even look at it so so um, having that space for yourself one, an hour feels a long time. Mm. Okay, I'm convinced. I'm going to get up at five tomorrow. Is it Saturday tomorrow? Maybe not. Um, maybe no, Monday. and you know what? And I don't do it every. T- I don't do it. Like there are there are times in my life, especially now because um, um, I've travelled a lot. Sleep is my number one. So I never. I don't get if I fall asleep at one a.m. I don't get up at five. So it's really it's about tuning into yourself. What is important, but because I love my morning so much, for me it's really important to um, to. Um, to uh, get up because I just I just get so much out of it so so it's something that you get used to and uh, and but when you start getting up at five you're actually really tired at night so um, you want to go to bed early and um, I think I'm always been boring my family always reminds me that I am so boring when they come and visit me they always remind me that I go to bed so early uh, early but I'm like yeah but I'm up at five (laughs) so yeah yeah Yeah. and at the moment because I'm jet lag here in London I am up at four so now I feel like I have so many hours and, and, you know, I don't have to be back at seven. I can do whatever I want. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> One of the conversations that we had before we started recording was about busyness. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your approach to not even using that word. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So so I, I definitely have been busy using that word in the past and, um, you know, seen myself busy. But I decided not to use it. I don't know. I might have got it from someone else that told me about it but I, I can't recall if that was the case and who if yes who that was but um, I try never to use the word busy because you can get so busy in your mind the word busy just gets me busy thinking about busy stuff <laughs> so I um, I try um, I try never to use it so I try to always say that I live a very full life so when people because st- there's a lot of people coming up to me saying oh I was watching on Instagram you must be so busy I'm like yes well I would say well I'm I'm not busy, but I live a very full life, and I love that. So what I would decide to fill my days with, to be busy with, is um, choices. And, of course, there are my, my dream life is in effect, so there's always things that I want to change. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I call myself a self-improver. I always wanted to improve and, and learn, and I, I, I read so many books to time to get new ideas and new thoughts on how I can, I can improve my life. But um, using the word busy just gets you busy, I think. And you often, like, if we start, if you stop using it yourself and then you hear so many other people, it's really nice to kind of step away, like, I'm, I'm not busy. I'm just living a full life. And I've yeah. decided to fill it up with whatever I decide to fill it up with. Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard people say, if you're, if you're busy, you, your life is out of control. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good, a good way to be. And mm-hmm. I think there's also this thing about busy being a badge of honour. Yeah. So I'm sure people say to you, you must be so busy, as if it's like a... It's an amazing thing to yeah. be so busy that you'll run off your feet and it's a kind of a an accolade or something. Yeah. But the reality is that it means that people burn out or it means that people are anxious yeah. or they don't see their loved ones. And actually, we need to not glamorise busyness and no. not put it up on this pedestal. Yeah, someone asked me the other day, and I can't remember, but someone said, what is success for you? And success for me is not about having a global business or... or um, or living the, the the perfect life. Success for me is having the choice to do what you want to do, and actually owning um, the choices that you make. So making sure that you live a, a life true to yourself. And sometimes, of course, there are always you know 
I'm constantly thinking, oh, I'd like to improve that and I always want to improve. But having the choice to, to, to spend the time how you want to spend it and who you want to spend it with, I think is the ultimate success for me. Definitely. I think, I think that's what makes us happiest. I'm sure I've read somewhere about what makes employees happy. It's mm. having that autonomy over their lives, even if it's a little yeah. bit of control. Mm. And yeah, having that freedom, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something to, yeah. to aim for. Absolutely. Um, who are some people that inspire you and why? Oh, there's so many people who inspires me. I read so much. I, it's my kind of favourite thing to do. Um, and I really only read personal development books and um, business books. I used to think that on holidays I shouldn't read it. And then when my girlfriend said once, I had this book group that I um, created as part of Living My Dream Life was to start a um, book group. And I felt like I never really had the time because I travelled so much. I was thinking it's never going to work. I decided a few years ago that I was going to start and I decided to just choose the ones that I want to have in my book group. So people who are into personal development groups, um, personal development books and business books and often have their own businesses because it's something that you then can discuss. And... um, all those women in that group inspires me because they're living their dream life, whatever that means to them. And um, the the books that I read, all those people are inspiring me because they are sharing their knowledge. And I um, I just find it fascinating that you can spend, you know, ten pounds or whatever it is here in in the UK for a book, but to have someone's whole life experience or whole life work in uh, in uh, you know a few hundred pages and you can learn from that is just incredible and um and i absolutely love it so everyone who writes a book um, inspires me uh, there are some um uh, women that inspires me more than others and ariana huffington is definitely one of them i just love how she's so direct and she just um uh, has created um you know she's one of the most influential women and she's all about you know living a non-burnout life and being living a balanced life whatever that is for each each individual so she's inspiring me a lot and um, Stella McCartney here in um, in uh, in London um, I love how she's you know turning the fashion industry on its head and looking at sustainability and uh, you know care for animals and um, uh, doing living her really values in a, in a in a in an industry that is not really well known for that so mm-hmm. she inspires me and um, in my book I have quite a few people you know Richard Branson I love Richard Branson he's I love him because he he there's just no limits to his thinking obviously with his his um um you know, mission to go to space, and um, and uh, you know, he was on an aeroplane once and thought it was really bad service, so he just decided to start Virgin Airlines. I just love that kind of way of thinking that you know there yeah. is no limits if you really want to do anything, you can. And uh, he came also from you know not the perfect, you know, he wasn't perfect at school or in dyslexia. Is that how you oh, say? Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. So so. I always love hearing about people who who might not have their first perfect path because I think sometimes people use that as an excuse um, that they can't live their dream life because they have this past or they are not good enough or whatever. But I think in the end of the day, we can all do whatever we want to do if we really want to do it. So those people inspire me. And my partner, Paul, is definitely an inspiration because he encouraged me to write down what was important to me many years ago. 
and um, and here I am, uh, you know, 20 years later, and really living my dream life in 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 the way that I love it. So, yes, lots of people inspires oh, me. Yeah, and my kids inspires me because. Um, they have uh, kids are fascinating. I actually did a dreaming exercise for Axel's, my son's class, um, and um, one of the guys said he wants to eat. One of his dreams was to go to Mars and eat pizza. And I was like, I love how kids don't have any limitations <laughs> on on their dreams. Yeah. So um, my kids definitely is, is um, inspiring me as well because they they just think that they can do anything which is really inspiring yeah 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 we need that we yeah. need that don't we for the future yes that kind of thinking definitely what what are some of the things that you do to keep keep calm when things are are full in mm. your life so on sundays i have a policy for myself and the family <laughs> that we never book anything and when I say never, it's not realistic because we do have birth, family birthdays. We have to attend. There might be some school things or travel. But most Sundays, there is no no breakfast to go to, no lunch, no dinner. And it's a day that is just whatever we want it to be. Um, so I love spending um, time with family on Sundays, but I also love spending time. So I still get up early on, on Sundays. And uh, I often go for a walk and... Um, I love just having a day that um, I can do whatever I want. And sometimes I don't get out of my pyjamas for the whole day. I, um, I do whatever I want. Like Sundays, um, I drink endless cups of teas. And um, I, uh, I love cookbooks. I don't, I don't cook a lot. I do cook. But I, the amount of cookbooks that I have does not justify <laughs> my skill of cooking. <laughs> but I love looking at cookbooks because... Um, it's a creative, like I often love the stories behind your recipes or, or the cookbook um, and often they're healthy. So there's often, you know, inspiration to be healthy as well. And um, and I just love looking at beautiful photography without, you know, feeling creative without actually having to do anything because obviously a lot of my my work is, um, is create, you know, creative and you feel like you have to do something about it. But um, on Sundays, I just enjoy looking at cookbooks, thinking about what I want to eat, have breakfast for hours, drink lots of tea and lots of coffees and, um, and just having a, a really lovely day. So that's one thing. Um, I, also, I also have a really big week, a full week that Sunday is, uh, so I try to keep that even um, when I travel. So, so often on a Sunday, I would spend a whole day, depending on a little bit of weather and stuff, I often go for a walk, but I often would spend a whole day in bed just read. So I always have at least four or five books with me when I travel, which is always add, and I never really, I hardly ever check in my luggage, so I need to be really clever on book, book um, have the books with me, but I always have packs, I love paper books, and um um, so on a Sunday, I often just spend time reading, even wherever I am in the world. And so that helps me knowing that that's always uh, at the end of the week. Mm. Uh, my holy hour also gets me reflecting on, um, on, um, on uh, keeping me calm because there's so much reflection time in that time. And, and um, that gets me calm and set up for the day. And obviously meditation is, um, is really important. And exercise and nature. I um I uh, when I live in Sweden, so I live in Sweden um, um, July, August, September, most of the year, most of the years, um, uh, and the rest I'm in Australia. And um, in Sweden, especially in that summer, the nature is just that gets me, you know, that gets me up if nothing else. Mm. I love spending time in nature; it just calms me down. And most of my ideas are actually created uh, or coming up when I'm out walking. 
so mm-hmm. that helps as well and um, I do that wherever so most mornings I would go for a walk if I don't go to yoga class or something I um, I I feel like that just really calms me down and listening to podcasts I mm-hmm. I find that that really gets me inspired and back to what's important to me so I often listen to lots of inspirational podcasts I love it I love that idea of just taking Sunday off mm-hmm. completely because Weekends can often seem oh, more often. stressful than a working day because yeah. you've got brunch, then you're meeting someone here, then you're picking yeah. people up. And yeah, and it's a thing. Lot. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it has to be something really special to, um, <laughs> to break that. Um, and so, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes I have to go to sports things for, for um, kids or something, but it's, um, it's, yeah, it's often hardly ever out of pyjamas on Sundays, and I love that. I might yeah. actually start doing that. Yeah. Quite and, you know, sometimes idea. I think um, it might not be possible for some people uh, straight away, but sometimes it might just be like you have the first three hours at home or there is something really – but it depends also, you know, some of my friends think it's the most boring things because they love brunch and they love catching up with people. So it depends because I'm a bit of an introvert, so I need yeah. I need calm to, to re-energize myself. Uh, but it doesn't whatever whatever that is it doesn't have to be like a whole sunday it could be like a few hours it could be any any day or you know you're in every friday night or monday night or whatever it is just really whatever suits each individual but it's a good one i love it i, lo- I love the idea of just making that that kind of regular time mm. that you just don't yeah. do that whether it is a wednesday yeah. you go out on wednesday night or yeah i love that yeah um, okay, so final question for you, yes. even though I could listen to you all day. Um, a quote that you um, mentioned in your book is, your imagination is your preview of life's coming attractions. Mm-hmm. And that's attributed to Einstein. Mm-hmm. Um, why is visualisation so powerful, do you think? Oh, I think that's like, you know, when you, when you start thinking about your dreams and you don't think they're possible because whatever for whatever reason but if you start visualizing them like if they were possible and you start visualizing yourself in those dreams so if it is to write a book uh, and you just don't think that's possible or if you want to start a business or a blog or whatever it is start visualizing that because then it just feels more familiar you know I feel like um, like I visualize my my dreams such that when I'm kind of achieving them I feel like I've already done it for a long time Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important and similar visualization but also similar to have like a vision board to be reminded I think many people write down new year's resolution there's a lot of studies on that new year's resolution is like within five or seven days or whatever people forget them or or are not doing them anymore and I think um, we sometimes forget what we what is important to us because there are other um, priorities or that there are other people's priorities perhaps mm. and um, and having a vision board to remind you every day um, to um, why you want to do things so for example if you want to become really fit um, that was one of my dreams one year to be the fittest ever I had a vision board where there was like a loads of quotes on on fitness and pictures of really fit people and just reminded me that that's that's why I am I am um, I, um, that's what I'm that's what I want to do so visualize it it's really important I think I love that idea of just making it familiar mm. you know if it's familiar then it's more achievable and it's in your mind then yeah. isn't it and it's kind of yeah just keeping that vision yeah there, yeah I think it's going to make it so much more likely to happen yeah absolutely one. yeah 
thank you so much for talking to me no, I love this conversation you. I love your work and your book and can you tell people where people can find your book obviously your stores and yeah stores online. and online so kiki-k.com um forward slash dream life there's a free audio guide that I have actually recorded so um if people want to start dreaming straight away, I have um, there's two files um, um, that is free to to access um, that yeah. I have guided uh, guided questions like asking similar questions, you know, what would you do if you couldn't fail, and other questions that might um, uh, trigger some dreams. So that's a good way to start, and then um, and then uh, obviously the this in bookshops and online bookstores, but also um, also Kiki K. Um, website and um and then also have my podcast your dream life starts here and um that's also amazing because you're on it so it's very exciting (laughs) (laughs) amazing thank you so much and just for people listening just wanting to say just give yourself this gift of dreaming and thinking outside of the box and give yourself permission to expand your horizons and take that time for yourself so i really hope people listening are gonna check this out and get your audio and your book Thank you so much and thank you for all that you do and thank you for having me and I'm excited to see what both of us create in our dream lives. Yay. Thank Thank you. you so much. Thank you. So thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I think you're going to be taking a lot from this. I really hope you will. You can let me know over on Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge. And don't forget, if you haven't already, you can get a free anxiety busting toolkit which contains a powerful guided meditation and affirmations audio, worksheets, group support, loads of things in there that can help you to to live a calmer life. And you can get that by heading over to my website, karmau.com forward slash free. That's karma spelled C-A-L-M-E-R. Not as in karma, good karma, bad karma, which some people think it is, but it's karmau.com forward slash free. And as always, please do subscribe to this podcast if you have enjoyed it and you want to hear future episodes. And if you really liked it, you could consider leaving a review to spread the word about this podcast. And if you've got a friend that needs this in their life, please do take a screen grab and share it with them as well. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you a really great week. Sending you loads of love and I hope you'll join me again soon. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.